The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show. My name is Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth. Joining me today is President of Guildhall Wealth, Paul Wiseman himself, the big guy. The big for, guy. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, definitely getting a cut, right? <laughs> the number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Today, we're going to be talking about some central bank reset talk. We're going to be talking about what we're seeing in the physical precious metals market, uh, what it's going to look like for the next several months, given all the volatility that's happening, and uh, where we are, where we're going, how to protect your wealth. Paul, let's jump uh, right into it. Um, just listening and following the news lately, we're seeing that the debt to GDP in the United States right now is 130%. I mean, that is default territory. Ironically, this is something that you've been discussing since we started the radio show back in 2008, saying, you know, if if you were the, the bailiff, the lock would be on the door already, oh, absolutely. right? Absolutely. I mean, the amount of debt... Um, I think it was $32 trillion they're running up by the end of this year. I uh, checked the debt clock yesterday, actually, and it was already past $27 trillion on the debt clock in the U.S., not including anything else. Uh, well, anyway, I, I was looking at a couple of things. I mean, there's unfunded, which is Medicare, social insurance. They've got about $180 trillion floating around that doesn't exist, that can never be paid back. So I know we're going to be talking about resets, but this is one of the reasons when you owe that much money, when people don't realize what a trillion dollars is, it's a number that's just thrown around. Yeah, not only that, but you also have low interest rates. So how do pension funds make money? How are they supposed to pay out if they don't have anything coming through the door at less than 1%? Right? They're buying up casinos. <laughs> oh, are they, they really? no good, yeah. So um, another another thing that um, has come up in the last couple of weeks is just you know it's something we've noticed. You can see on the Fed's balance sheet. But the fact that in between 2008 and 2011, there was quantitative easing. But in the last six months, they've, the central banks have spent 20 times more money. Now, just to put that into a gold perspective, gold went up about 150% between 2008 and 2012. And so far this year, we're only up 25%. So how do you reconcile the fact that there's all this money printing going on and uh, gold has only gone up 25%. First of all, what do you think about the fact that they've printed 20 times more money? Well, they actually haven't printed it. They've pressed a few buttons and it's moved around yeah. because it costs a lot of money to print paper, mm -hmm. to print money. Um, the amount, I mean, we look at, you know, when Obama took over, uh, the national debt in the States was about $8 trillion. In eight years, he doubled what it took 100-odd years to get to. So it took 100 years to get to $8 trillion, with a few wars in between. Um, it went to $16 trillion. As I said, I think it's a, a close to $32 trillion right now by the time it's going to finish with some more money that they've got to put out in the next month or two. Right. Um, the people in the States with this COVID, I mean, it looks like you know things are going to get shut down again. It's actually doubling the amount <coughs> of COVID cases. Um, even us in Canada, we, we're feeling it now. Yeah, you can you can definitely see. Let's talk about that a little bit. You can see that um, there's lockdowns already in Europe. 
they're protesting it, of course, because they've been through it once. And, and well, they do it, love a protest in Europe. <laughs> this is very true, very true. But uh, the fact is, is that it does look as though we're headed towards that. And I think that's also part of the reason why some of the central banks are looking for this concept of a reset. And one of the things that they've been floating with the reset is uh, digital currency. And to me, this concept of of bypassing banks to to create money yeah, means that you're you're back to what what uh, Ben Bernanke said, which is helicopter money. Yeah, it's to have digital currencies sent directly to your door, that is helicopter money. It's vaporware. Yeah, it doesn't exist, so they can press more buttons and expand it, and nobody really knows what's on the balance sheet because they're just pressing buttons. Um, you know, the safest thing to do in this volatility is to buy gold, silver. Um, it's been a terrific hedge for 5,000 years. And again, the ratio trading on, on silver for the longest time was 16 to 1. I think we're in the 80s right now. Um, it's Silver is an undervalued asset. It's moved up. You know, we had, I think, about a 40%, 45% increase since the beginning of the year. I think it's got a long, long way to go. And if you own gold and silver, I mean, for example, in India, uh, people can't get bank loans. Um, but they are very, they've always been very good at collecting gold, holding gold, whether it's for dowries, whether it's, uh, you know, just for safekeeping against currencies. And they're using that as collateral. Gold is actually collateral to borrow money. The banks are going to be tightening up. They've put, along, they've put out reserves right now for a lot of bad debt in the economy and especially, you know, small businesses, you know, if this, if they start closing up again for another 14 days or 28 days, there's going to be an awful lot of businesses that, are, that are just won't be able to survive. Well, well that's something actually that um, Egon von Greyerts, who is the, the head of Matterhorn Asset Management, he writes a lot of articles. He's a sound money enthusiast. And that's something actually he was talking about this idea that the the money printing is running counter to what you actually see this idea that the stock market's going up but you go out your you go out your front door and you see all these businesses closing and you have to be able to say well where is the real economy then because if this gym is shut down and this restaurant has shut down and all of these businesses have shut down and the stock market's going up what is the what is the true reality that we're looking at i don't know whether you know, some of these people know what the true reality is. I mean, if, you know, how many people do you know that own a thousand shares of Amazon or own a thousand shares of Apple? Um, you know, it's the hedge funds. Uh, it's a lot of very, very, very wealthy people. The people that are, you know, investing in the stock market, you know, the average person that that I know tries to buy shares for twenty, thirty dollars, or maybe you know smallest types of shares, and hoping that they're going to hit something, that something's going to take off. But it's, you know, there, a few years ago, ten years ago, I think there was eight thousand stocks in on the stock market in the states. Now there's only four thousand. How much money is chasing? You know, the same amount of money. How where do you get a return? How do you get a turn a return? This week, Monday, when they announced, you know, a vaccine, it's not the vaccine's not going to come tomorrow. Yet the stock market shot up as much as fifteen hundred points 
before the market even opened. Basically. And then, and then for whatever reason, the CEO sold sixty percent of the CEO of Pfizer sold sixty percent of his stocks. Well, how smart is he? Uh, but you know, when you <laughs> and they took that opportunity to take that that uh, that theme in the market and, and crank gold and silver down. Yeah, but as the week's gone on, I mean, people realize the vaccine can't come out. Probably, if if it's lucky, it may come out the middle of next year. You know, they're going to have to give it to somebody else to manufacture as well to get so much out in the market. It's got to be distributed worldwide. Who do you give it to first? Do you give it to the elderly? Do you give it to the people that are on the front? Do you give it to people in hospitals, doctors? Who do you give it to? This eventually, what I'm looking at is small businesses. I'm looking at businesses, the backbone of this country, the backbone of the U.S., and they're going to be going out of business. This thing about people working at home, I don't know how efficient that is either. But real estate is going to suffer. Commercial real estate is going to suffer. How many landlords are basically letting people off the hook and saying, okay, well, don't pay the rent for a while. Let's see how it goes because they don't want to lose the tenant. I guess the, the point here is that nothing has – obviously, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Nothing has been solved as of yet. Yes, you've got a, a vaccine coming. But we're still in the midst of it, and we're looking at a second wave, and we can look at what occurred in the first wave of, and to see what, would, what happened. And we know that in the first wave, physical metal really got sucked out of the system, and the price of, the price of gold went up essentially $400 off the bottom, and, and silver went up $12. Well, I was just and then they came back down, and the question is, is this is the new norm, right? Yeah, I, I was going to get into that with you because, for example, um, the Royal Mint wasn't producing any gold, any silver. They were closed for two weeks. I don't know what, what they were doing, uh, whether they were filling orders not for the general public but for other people, institutions or whatever it was. What, when they were closed? Yeah. Before, no, I think when they were closed, the, they were closed. They were closed. But before that, there was no product. Right. You know, we were back-ordered. We're getting – actually, we're getting deliveries now. There's gold and silver. The spreads have come down. But if they decide to close down because of COVID again – and especially in Europe, in Switzerland, you've got so many refineries and companies that produce gold, whether it's PAMP, whether it's Argor, uh, whether it's Valcambi. These are, you know, Swiss companies. People love Swiss gold. Where, where are you seeing the, the premiums coming down? The premium on silver is, was as much as $5 an ounce. It's yeah. in the $2 an ounce range, but it's going to start to tighten up again. Deliveries are slowing down again. Um, gold is in as much as $40 an ounce uh, premium. And, you know, people like gold because they can basically take it home and they can store it, you know, whether it's a few ounces at a time or whether it's large amounts. But when you've got silver, you know, a 100-ounce bar of silver weighs six and a half, seven pound, give or take, and somebody buys 5,000 ounces of silver, that's 350 pound. You know, that's a bit lumpy under the mattress. You know, what are you going to do, bury it in the back garden? It's not safe to keep. In these times, I would say not safe to keep gold, silver in your home. Um, there's going to be home invasions. When things get very tough, a lot of stuff happens. So let's get back to Guildhall, what we do. We are in the business of supplying physical gold and silver. Whether you go buy it direct, you can pick it up from our company, you can have it distorted in a depository, which is allocated, segregated uh, to you. Uh, we are one of the only companies that work with Questrade to do registered accounts where you can put gold and silver in an RSP, TFSA, Lira. Um, 
and we can also do financing for you but at this stage I would rather you pick up physical product take some home buy gold go buy silver give us a call and we'll be happy to hold your hand through any process the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com we'll be right back with much much more on the real money show on global news radio 640 toronto you are listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser the opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Get some physical precious metals in your portfolio today. You can go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com and shop our e-store and get some physical product to take direct delivery of. You can also... Uh, book an order through one of our associates here at Guildhall and schedule a pickup or delivery. You can also store that product in one, in our independent vault facility that's outside the banking system. IROC approved, fully insured, backed by Lloyds of London. And of course, you can hold physical precious metals in a registered account, which is fully segregated, fully allocated. You have direct ownership over your physical precious metals. Again, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Paul, we were talking about, uh, you mentioned very briefly before the end of the last segment that you started to see some of the premiums come down slightly. Is that across all products that you're seeing or just some of the silver products or just some of the gold products? Well, first of all, you know, if you go to our e-store, all the product that we put up on our e-store, we have in stock. We don't put up product that we don't have because it's a waste of everybody's time. Um, so whatever you see, we have in stock and we can supply to you. I am seeing prices or the spreads come down because people have got excited again about the stock market. They got excited. You know, we could see on Monday, it was almost up 1,500 points. People are getting excited again about things like cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin's gone up like 40%, you know, in, in less than a month. The reason for that, you're not getting any interest putting money in the bank. Uh, interest rates are low, so, you know, people will still want to buy real estate. But where are they buying real estate? You're not going to buy condos downtown to rent out because rentals are down uh, about 19%. So, rate, you know, your, your rents are going to go down for those type of properties. Right. So... Unless you're buying your own home and going up scale instead of going downsizing, you're upsizing because that's probably the best investment you can do because of the why the interest rates are so low. But again, there's no interest at the bank. There's no, you know, so you've got the choice. What what do you do with your money? So, gold and silver has always been historically a great investment when interest rates are low. Because the biggest claim was, well, if you own gold and silver, you're not getting any interest. But it's a hedge against inflation. It's against governments confiscating your wealth by depreciating the currency. Fiat currency is paper. Paper is worthless. Yeah, and I want to get back to this article that was uh, written by Matthew Pippenberg, who works with um, Matterhorn Asset Management and and Egon von Greyerts. And it says, it, the title is The Madness of Crowds and the Sanity of Gold. And he just talks about the fact that informed investors, I'm just going to quote here, informed investors as well as students of history, math and common sense, however, have long since stood outside of the crowd. They accept that market laws, like laws of physics, are in fact quite predictive. For example, not once in the history of nations, markets, or exchanges 
Has any empire, system, or market ever successfully prevented an economic, currency, or market collapse by printing gobs and gobs of fake money? Not once, not ever. So as we know with physics, for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction. For every debt rise, there's an equal and opposite debt fall. So why do you think it is that people are just sitting there saying, we'll just follow along with what the, the government says? I mean, here's an example. Um, I just read an article in Bloomberg this past week talking about the CERB payments. And one thing that the government didn't quite take into account with these CERB payments is that people weren't going to spend those CERB payments strictly on services inside of Canada. Instead, they went out and bought retail goods, which are all imported. So that CERB money, which would have been spent directly in, in Canada, was actually spent overseas on other goods. Just as the money that went out to people in the States, they all went into Robinhood accounts and people were investing with it. So you do have to wonder how good universal basic income is going to be when people are just squandering this money that the government prints. So you already know the government doesn't know how to do these things, right? You can say they don't know what they're doing. They, they're being insincere about what they're doing. But look at the Fed. They've never called a recession. I, they don't I, know what they're doing. So why is it that we keep going along with that? I've always maintained that academics are not business people. Sure. You know, you can read something, you can learn something, you can go to university, you can take a master's degree, you can do whatever it is. But, you know, when you're in business, you have to think on your feet. You know, you're dealing with the public. Whether you're in sales, you're dealing with the public. You know, is the customer always right? You know, you try to help the best you can. You know, there's how to maintain inventory. You know, how do you budget? I mean, I look at... You know, some of the politicians, what are their backgrounds? To become a politician, to become, a, you know, to, to have a portfolio, to be in a cabinet and make decisions. To me, some of the decisions are just, you know, stupid. Well, I think we know that, that government can, can produce money, but they can't produce wealth. Yeah, but it's just that's that old saying, you can, you know, give people fish, but if you show them how to fish, they're going to, you know look after themselves yeah i mean we i i said this uh, a while back on our show we had this um article by matthew lau um actually in the toronto sun and he said indeed the substitute government to substitute government spending in place of private sector activity as the federal government wants to do on a massive scale is to substitute the ignorance of government which cannot amass all the necessary facts for economic decision making in place of widespread knowledge dispersed among millions of private individuals and you know i think that even goes to the fact that when you look at what's happening with coronavirus you know the the health of canada seems that they waffle back and forth on what on what we're supposed to be doing they've been doing that since the beginning don't wear masks wear masks you know all of these type of things and so there's all these mixed messages and you wonder again how much you should be depending on a government to to run these things for you instead of the free market well, you have to think for yourself and you've got to read between the lines. You know, you work really hard for your money. How are you going to look after your money and protect it? You know, the smart way is obviously uh, to have a balanced portfolio. And we were talking about this, to have that barbell portfolio where you have, you know, real estate, which is a hard asset, where you have a portion of gold and silver, maybe as much as 20%, but, you know, we look to, you know, around about 15% to have as that protection. Uh, to have some cash, 
because there is going to be opportunities because somebody's misfortune is always going to be your fortune that you can make. Um, I mean, I, I, this week I was so surprised when I was seeing how cruise ships went up a th- almost 30, 35% airlines. Oh, and, and, and one, there was someone who just went on like one of the first cruises back. We called it positive for COVID. Oh, good. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, but I'm just saying this. I feel, I feel for yeah, that industry. But I'm just saying, you know, it's gambling. It's rolling the dice. I mean, yesterday they announced that there's a company here in Canada that owns all the casinos. They're just getting bought out for three and a half billion dollars by a fund in the States. There's a private fund. It's actually, they know the economy is down. People, you know, you can't even open a casino, but they know for three and a half billion dollars, eventually it's a steal. The casinos will will hold up. Well, but there's nowhere else to put your cash. Where are they going to put your cash? Can you... You know, the smart money knows you can't keep putting it in the stock market. Yeah, and I think ultimately as well when it comes to precious metals, the fact that the interest rates are so low right now takes away the opportunity cost to own gold, right? The idea was always, well, I could keep it in the bank for 3 4%, so why would I want to pay 1% to store my money when the fact is is that right now – Inflation is stealing your money anyway, so you really you really have zero choice now. You can take risks, go into a highly valued stock market, which could keep going up with inflation. There's no doubt about it. You could go into real estate, which is debt based. But let's talk about um, let's talk about where we are in the markets because um, I was listening to an interview on Arcadia Economics, which is a YouTube channel, and they cover the precious metals market. There's it's a growing industry in itself there on YouTube with the, all the information on metals and we're there too. You can go to guildhallwealth.com on YouTube and uh, listen to past shows and see some of, our, some of our videos. But they were interviewing Andrew McGuire. As you know, he was the uh, JP Morgan whistleblower on the silver market. And he mentioned three things that were really, really interesting. And I think in the context perhaps of potentially a second lockdown in, in, in the, the country here, which, you know, if you look at everywhere else, it seems that's the way we're headed. Hopefully not. He mentioned a couple things, Paul. Listen to this. Agor Horaeus, mm-hmm. one of the gold uh, Swiss. Swiss refiners. We've been selling their product. It's a fantastic product. They're LBMA approved. They put out a letter on Monday saying that they are going to be having a slowdown in production. I, because haven't, I haven't got any Agor products in maybe three months. Yeah, because they're saying because of the lockdowns in Europe, they're going to be sh- closing down production, limiting it um, to a great extent, and they're essentially now going to be rationing out that product. And yeah, we have not seen that product for quite some time, so that really does make sense. Another very, very intriguing development in the market is the commodities exchange in in the U.S., where the price of silver is and price of gold, where you know the price discovery mechanism for, for the price of gold and silver, they sent out a warning to European banks to not take delivery of product or you will be blacklisted. That's a crazy development. They're saying, we can't afford to have you take any product off the table here and to have us be your source for that product. And then what's interesting, though, is as as the COMEX is building up its own inventory, the world is looking to the COMEX for inventory because they see it. It's like a school of fish running running after where the food is. 
so that's a very interesting development in itself. And it just underscores the fact that we know that gold and silver are as in limited supply today at silver trading at 24 that it was when it was at 18. And we are at just as much limited supply today with gold trading near $1,900 an ounce as to when it was trading at $1,500 an ounce. I noticed on Monday, um, you know, we were just under, we were actually at about 2340 silver. Uh, when the market, the stock market went to $1,500. We're trading right now around about 2465 That's spot. Um, the physical, you know, is around about $2,627. There is, as this market or as the COVID reports come out, people are going to start going into gold and silver, holding that physical product because they don't want it in the bank. Our, my bank I deal with now is still on a basic lockdown. They've got temporary staff, you know, at the bank. Um, you can't get in to, you know, to get into a safety deposit box. I know. And you know what's interesting about that, Paul, is is when we first opened the depository, right, when we first had the depository as an option, you know, we kind of looked at safety deposit boxes and we said, well, how safe are those? And you know, at the end of the day, the facts were is that it was pretty safe because the banks were pretty safe. We, you know, there was one or two break-ins, one or two stories out there that you could really point to to say, well, you know, there's there's a there's a story without insurance because they're they're not insured, right? But this whole COVID thing changed it because there were times where the banks were closed, so it everything has changed and everything. Uh, financially has changed monetarily monetary policy has changed um you know they've printed they've created so much money out of thin air and it's that now you have the central banks talking about resets and think about a reset you know i look at at the countries that had to convert into the euro very few countries won on that most countries lost on that and if there was some sort of reset and you have to convert your Canadian dollars or U.S. dollars into another currency, what would that look like? What would that loss look like to you? And remember what happened in Brexit 2016. Brexit happened, they lost 30%. The pound lost 30%. If you weren't in gold, you lost 30%. If you were in gold, you gained 30%. So you maintained your purchasing power. Well, the same thing happened in India when they took away the 1,500 ruby note. They gave like no notice to anybody. So anybody that had that type of currency was really screwed. It happened in Cyprus, um, you know, where you, they- decided, They locked down. They locked down because of the Russian money or they confiscated stuff. Anyway, you need to have physical. It's as simple as that. Uh, whether you buy it from us or buy it from someone else, it doesn't really bother me. I'm just saying that it makes sense to own physical gold and silver. That is your protection. It is real money. It's been real money for 5,000 years, and it will be real money for the next 5,000 years because it costs money to bring product out of the ground. It has to be traveled it has to be transported it has to be go to a, a company to refine it it has to be put into bars it has to be stored the logistics the insurance that's what gold and silver is it's real money but it's in your hand 
and it's gone up immensely over the last 20 years. In fact, in the next segment, we'll show you just what your purchasing power would look like with a small comparison to um, property tax in the next segment. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Stay with us here on The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. As you know, the website's guildhallwealth.com and the phone number one eight seven seven eight silver Paul, I mentioned in the last segment I wanted to show and demonstrate what gold has done over the last 20 years. And uh, one thing I was thinking about was this idea that for the privilege of owning your own home, you pay property tax. And if you paid an average of $3,500 property tax a year for the last 20 years, you would have paid out about $70,000 in property tax. Now, if you were to put out the same amount of money into gold over the last 20 years, today you would own roughly 85 ounces of gold. And in U.S. dollars, that would be about 150,000, and in Canadian, sorry, 160,000 in, in Canadian, be about roughly 150, 160,000 dollars. So, if you think about it, in terms of a whether you call it an inflation rebate, whether you call it your mortgage, your your property tax rebate, the fact is, as gold has continued to rise in value, it's continued to improve purchasing power, and it's continued to be an incredible store of wealth. Now, I think today where we are is we had a massive move up in the market. We've had a couple of retests at these new levels where, you know, silver in the $23, $24 range, gold, you know, in the mid $1,800 range, $1,850, $1,880. And this does seem to be the new floor in the market in terms of, you know, we've, we've been consolidating here for about two months. What do you think? Do you think what would, given the premiums in the market, where do you think you could have a low in the market at this point? I think we've already bottomed out. Uh, I had a customer yesterday that has product in our depository, mm -hmm. actually 2,600 ounces, 2,600 ounce bars. And he bought in at 17 or $18, something like that. We're already at uh, $24, $25. Um, you know, quibbling a little bit about storage. The storage is 1.25%, which is, you know, one-tenth of 1% a month on an average. Yep. To cover his storage costs, silver's got to go up 38 cents. Yeah, to recoup it for the year. It's got to go up, year. call Third, it 40 cents a year. 40 cents a year. You know, yeah. So that's three cents a month, give or take, three and a half cents a month. You know, the cost of storage and insurance is so cheap, it's stupid. Um, and it's on based on the, the – you're paying the fees or on the base of the product, the value of it. So if it goes up in value, you should be happy to be ecstatic to pay more. Oh, it's sort of like uh, sort of like the property tax. If it's going up, right? Yeah. If your property tax is rising, it's because the value's worth more. Congratulations, your but, home's worth that much you're, more. But you're the beneficiary. Yeah. So, I mean, I explained it, and then finally, you know, it got through, and uh, everything was fine. But, you know, I love the idea that you can put gold and silver in a registered account. 
Um, it's the physical product. It's allocated, segregated. You get the bar numbers. You can even go visit. Right now, you can't go visit because of COVID. But once that's up, you can go visit, check off all the bar numbers, you know, take a picture, put it on Facebook, not advisable, but you can do that. Um, you can put us almost $70,000 into a TFSA. It's tax-free. You know, silver has gone up, you know, this year alone, uh, about 40% since the beginning of the year. You could take that out. You could took your profit out, sold off some product, took your profit out, put it back in if the, if the market comes off, which, you know, is always a smart thing to take a little bit of money off the table. Yeah, I think, I think you know, there, there's ways to play that. Of course, we have some options here that we can discuss, some strategy in the market. I think one of the big things that have made it difficult to trade in the physical gold and silver market is the premiums themselves. Now, I know you mentioned they've come down a little bit here and there, uh, but ultimately they are still much higher today than they were pre-March. Um, the fact is, is that the, the premiums on gold have tripled um, and the premiums on silver have also tripled and quadrupled yeah. in places. And I think that given where we are in the market and the premiums on them, that they're still here, even though the price is higher, says that the, that the demand in the marketplace is very, very strong and that the supply in the market is still very, very tight. And I think one of the big, big changes that happened between March and today is that it's not just the everyday retail person, client, who's trying to get into the market, but now you have a lot bigger entities also getting involved in the market. Whether or not it was it's major banks that have decided, oh, you know what, we actually need the product because people are, are asking for it. And the, if they want to get their product back, we better have it for them. Then so I think that I that's get, a big trend too. Yeah, that's why I want to get back to our e-store. Everything that we put on our e-store, we have. We don't put up Superman coins that we don't have. We don't put down certain products that are, you know, that are out there or you've bought back from a client once and you stick it up on your website because you want to show that you've got an array of products. We don't do that. We put the SKUs up that we have. We keep them in stock. As soon as something is out of stock, we take it down or we will tell the customer. We've got it on order. We you know, placed an order Monday. It's coming in on Wednesday. We know it's coming in for sure. Yeah. But we don't put up product and sell product that we don't have. So, again, and the other thing that we have um, is we've built referral partnerships up. Um, and these are partnerships where somebody originally has bought some product from us and come back and bought more and is excited about what we do and what the money that they've made. And they're telling their family or they're telling their friends, uh, people that they work with. And uh, one of our uh, referral partnerships this month alone got 7500 US in commission. So it's over $10,000. They didn't do anything. All they did was to say to you know a relative or a friend, I bought from Guildhall, ask for Jeremy. Yeah, it's a great program. It's something that I think as people acquire precious metals for the first time, it becomes a habit. And then they really get into it. They really see how it all works because it really does start with the first step. And then they want to encourage their friends and family. Although sometimes that's not the easiest thing to do. And we'll talk about that a little bit in the next segment. If you want to get involved in the physical precious metal market, feel free to touch base with us. You can go to guildhallwealth.com or you can call us at one eight seven seven eight silver We've got a lot more to talk about. Hopefully we can get it all in in enough time. You're listening to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. 
The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Paul, we were just talking about a referral program that we offer. And one of the things, you know, I was having a conversation with uh, someone new to the market this week. And, you know, they were having trouble because ultimately this was a decision that had to be made with someone else. And that other person wasn't as comfortable with the market as, as the client that we, that we have. And um, I think at the end of the day, it's all about taking a small first step is, is, a, is a big way, right? It's like yeah, a small first step just, into the market, but it's a big step for, for you to get into the market. It's putting a toe, toe in, in the water. It's as simple as that. Um, you know, we give you information. We're not financial advisors. We don't tell people, you know, to buy this, buy that. Um, we help you. We, adv- we can give you enough information for you to make up your own mind whether this is a great investment or a great way to save. Um, again, I, I, I push the referral partnership with people because it's a way of having another income. You don't have to be an Uber driver uh, to make money. Yeah. Uh, this is something that if you believe in and you you know you can see that you're making money yourself, you tell your friends, you tell your neighbors, you tell your relatives, people you work with, you're going to make money by just introducing. They can take the product home, whether they want to put it into you know a TFSA. As I said, you can put almost $70,000 into a TFSA and that money is tax-free. So why wouldn't you do that? We also do RSPs and we do Liras. You know, everything that is registered, we partner with Quest Trade. They're the custodians. We do everything else. We hold your hand through the whole process. And it's a very liquid market. I, one of the questions that we get asked a lot is, you know, who, who, how do I sell it back? How is it going to be sold back, et cetera? And when would I be able to have my money available? Well, we, had, we had a couple of very, you know, some people sold off this week. They had their checks. They had their checks as soon as we sold it off. It was taken out of their account into our account. They had the funds within two days. And same thing in the registered accounts. You sell off today, funds are available tomorrow. It's, it's backstopped by the wholesaler. They, they guarantee to buy back that product no matter what. And that's their business is hedging the ups and downs of the market. So they are there to backstop the supply and the demand and, well, not the demand, but being able to take that product back, no problem. I just want to get back to the spreads. The reason that the spreads went up as well, you know, if you're dealing with the Royal Canadian Mint or if you're dealing with the Perth Mint or if you're dealing with the U.S. Mint, you know, you're basically... The wholesalers are dealing with those three major markets and, you know, Swiss Mint or whatever it is. Um... If the, if the mints have got the product, there is no problem. But the wholesalers have had to virtually go all over the world to find product. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've got Turkey, product from Turkey. It's LBMA approved. There's nothing wrong with it. It's sold in Europe all the time. It's a great metal. Tur- Turkey owns a lot of metal uh, in their own central, uh, bank, central yeah. bank. But again, we've searched out product everywhere throughout with our wholesalers to get. I mean, you know, if we can't get kilo bars, we have Asahi, which is Japanese, but it's made in the USA. They bought out a company called Republic uh, out in Miami. Uh, we get that bar. We get PAMP Swiss bars um, in kilos. We've got Valcambi. We had some, again, from Switzerland. But again, it's searching out product. It's not like you can deal with one wholesaler, get all the product in. So you've got costs involved. You've got shipping, logistics, just the amount of time it gets. You lay, you know, with a new supply, you're laying out more money. It, that's why 
the people that had the product could charge whatever they want. We could only do, we don't get that spread. That spread goes to the wholesaler. Right. You know, we charge a small fee for procuring the order. Yeah, and ultimately this is just another indication the fact that you can't just sell solely Royal Canadian Mint product these days because there's just not enough coming in from the suppliers to be able to to be able to service your clients. So the fact is is you're going to other different refiners to get this product and that is just an in another indication of the lack of supply in the market right it's not about it's not even about demand it's the fact that there's not a lot of supply at all so but when you have a very low supply and you have a strong demand which we are seeing in the market i have to say yes the premiums are high okay but the fact is is that this is telling you that the market is at a new level this is the new bottom in the market and even if the paper price were to go down I don't think you're going to be able to buy the metal for less than you are buying it today. No, and a I, buck or two on silver, you know, 20 bucks on gold, whatever it is. But they tried that once. They tried to push the price of silver down to 12, gold down to whatever, $500, 14.50, and the fact was is you couldn't buy it for for less than you know, I I couldn't I bought gold silver in my TF my my RSP 16.50 was my price. They put the price down to $12. I couldn't buy it for less than 18.50. Yep. That's not going to change today. No. If the price were to go down, you're still going to be paying for it. So the question is, is you know that they're printing money like crazy. You know that you can't get it for cheaper than this. When When is the best time to create a portfolio for metals? Well, it's better to be a month too early than one day too late. It's as simple as that. You've got to get in the market. You've got to make a decision. You can't sit on the fence forever. Um, again, buy product buy physical we're not in the business of selling uh, stocks we don't sell ETFs we don't sell certificates people that bought certificates through one of the banks that went out of business in the gold and silver business you know never got gold and silver they got cash back they didn't get their physical no physical product. oh I just had a conversation yesterday with someone who has a certain him and his wife are very concerned about it and they know they can't get the physical yeah so when you buy a certificate, you're not getting physical. When you're buying shares, um, when you're buying ETFs, you're not getting the physical. When you buy futures and options on futures, you are definitely not getting the physical. You're getting vaporware, product that doesn't exist because it can't trade You know, a whole year's supply in one day um, when you, we know that there's a lack of product. Yeah, and if you're, if you're going that route of all the paper route, that's an investment because there's a counterparty. When you buy gold, it's an asset. There's no counterparty. That's the whole purpose. Well, we like our customers to buy it, take it home, put it in the depository, put it in, you know, into into a registered account where you can get hold of it, you can touch it, you can feel it, and you know your product is secure, that it's it's not being leveraged out a hundred times by somebody. And if you want to learn more about that, you can go to YouTube, guildhallwealth.com, and you can actually see a video on how it all works in the registered accounts from you know opening the account to making the acquisition. Is that the one with Billy Bullion? That's the one with Billy Bullion. You can also contact us directly. We'll email you out a package and you'll have the video there to watch. It's only three minutes and it'll show you how it all works. Um, Paul, pleasantly surprised at all of the things we covered today. Um, I feel like we could go for another two hours here, but unfortunately... We didn't even discuss diamonds. That's we've, okay. we've come to the end of a, another fantastic episode of The Real Money Show. Okay. 
Um, like to thank all of our listeners for joining us today, and we look forward to uh, speaking with you next week. The Stay number safe and wear a mask. Absolutely. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. And you've been listening to the Real Money Show on Global News Radio six forty Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.